this is Tony Lloyd. Being a broadcaster for many years, I've witnessed some great stories in the music industry. And now I want to bring as many music stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts. My goal is that they will inspire others making their way in the music world. Music Stories with Tony Lloyd. Carolina Guilini or Gellini. Uh, welcome to Music Stories. How are you? Hi, thank you. I'm very fine, thank you. That's good, no problem. Um, where where are you at the moment? Are you in Belgium? Yes, okay. I'm in Belgium where all the farmers are protesting at this moment. Whole Antwerp, you cannot get through with your car. <laughs> uh, I know what you mean. I'm in France and it's the same in France. Yes. So, yeah, I think it's the same everywhere, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, it's necessary. Well, I think so, yeah. Tractors everywhere. So there you yes. go. Yeah, good luck to them. Um, okay, so your father is even Guilini or Gellini. It's spelt with a G and pronounced sometimes with a J, isn't it? That's a hence why I'm I'm saying it both ways for you. Yes, well, I will say it. In Belgium, we say Ivan Gellini or Ivan Hulini, if you really are the Flemish part. Ah. Ivan Hulini, the way they say it. <laughs> But the real pronunciation, like from our pre-parents uh, uh, a few hundred years ago, it's uh, from Sicily, and it's pronounced Ivan Giuliani. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you for putting me straight. Gilini. It's easier. Okay, we'll go for the G. Uh, well, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, people get confused, even with my name, so it's good to get things straight. Um, so you're the daughter of Ivan, and who is... Um, just releasing a new song, isn't he? A new piece of music uh, called yes. Big Band is Back in Town. Uh, we'll have a listen to that in just a tick. But uh, he was uh, probably most famous in Europe for his hit in the 70s, Winter Memories. Is that right? Yes, that's right. An instrumental track. Yeah, it was good enough. I found it. I dug back into the archives and here it is. Let's just listen to a few seconds of it in case we remember it. I just about remember it. I'm just about old enough. <laughs> I know it's hard to tell. We are talking on Zoom and it's hard to tell how old I am, but there you go. Uh, yeah, lovely piece of music and um, quite unusual to have a hit with an instrumental, isn't it? There's not very many. Yes, that's true. Uh, and it's called Winter Memories, mm. but it was a hit in summer. So ah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people were thinking... Gosh, it's so hot. I'm dying. You know what people are like? We were talking about this the other day, some friends of ours. You know, when it's cold and wintry, you're dying for the, the, the hot weather and the summer and everything. And then when that comes, you're dying for it to cool off. So maybe that's what was going on there. And that's why it was a hit in, in, the, in the summer. So that's, that's strange, but good. And a lovely piece of music. Um, tell me a little bit about your father. Um, how did he get started in the music industry and... Uh, why music and and so on is he self-taught tell me a little bit about him well um as a little child he was three years old when he was on his father's lap uh, playing the piano and he already had um 
instrumental uh, things uh, ideas that he was playing out of the blue so he uh when he was six years he was playing alone on the piano and then during the years he uh developed developed his uh, skills and he became uh, very famous uh on the hammond organ b3 when he was 18, he was in uh, Bilsen, the jazz festival, Bilsen, uh, the, one of the biggest of Europe during that time. So when he was 16, it was uh, year 60, I think. Um, and he played on the organ, the pedals with the feet like nobody else did. And that's why he became the king of the Hammond here in Belgium. So at the age of 18, he started, he recorded his first album in the, it was a jazz album. I don't even have a copy anymore. So I was very small because I was just born at that time. Mm. Um, and he, um, he developed going from the Hammond organ to the synthesizers. And then at a certain moment, he played with uh, 10, 10 synthesizers at one time on stage. Wow. He's very fast with his fingers. He's very fast with his feet. And he has a natural talent of uh, creating um, real, real uh, music straight from the heart, real melodies. It's, it's incredible. He doesn't have to think about it. He 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 gets behind his, his synthesizers and he starts composing, creating, and it's always beautiful. Mm. And now, since since last year, for the first time, he made a dance production for me, and that was also a different style. So my father came from jazz over to romantic music. But uh, he's playing uh, also classical music on his album Music Forever. There's a track called uh, Bizarre, and that's classical. So he's famous for all types of music, but always instrumental music yeah. and creating from the synthesizers. But in the studio, believe me, 30, 40, 50 people on real musicians are working on it. But he's playing the basics on the synthesizer. He's creating one sound that's the basic from a song. And then in the studio, real musicians are playing guitar and trumpet and mm. all those things. Mm. That's for his productions. On stage, it's always on the synthesizers and also the Hammond organ. But he's getting a little bit old now and he still has a great condition, but with a Hammond organ, it, it is weight 200 kilos. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to tell you what it is to bring it on stage yeah. and he needs people with it. And it's always something. That's why he wants to prefer now to uh, perform on uh, only the synthesizers. Yeah. But still at home, he's playing on uh, it's got his one Hammond. Oh, wow. Fantastic. That's That's awesome. Um, and um, has, how has he coped with the change in technology? Because obviously he's seen a lot of changes in the music business and now we've got streaming and downloads and everything else. I mean, how's uh, he been able to transition across all those different platforms? 
He doesn't. I do it for him. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> I'm very happy. He already knows how to open his phone to look on his Facebook. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so in the studio as well, he has always have a technician behind him that is working mm. with the computers and he's playing it and telling that and that and that to do. But he, he didn't develop with the computer systems because he stopped for more than 25 years also with composing and writing mm. and playing. So, and in that time, yeah, everything went uh, on computer. But he still is playing in the studios, but always with a technician next to him who's putting it, everything together for him yep. on the computer. Fair enough. Why did he stop for 25 years? He had it. It was a time in his life that he he sold everything he had and he didn't want to compose anymore and disillusioned always the same if you hear instrumental music they don't want to play it on radio which is bullshit but i'm sorry for that word but it's really um he had it he wanted to do something different with his life that's when he became demolition man before he was building houses now he's Demolating them. So is he? Is he? Is he, no, is he knocking down the ones that he built previously? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no. But then, at a certain moment, I said to my father, "I said, look, Dad, you have a, you have a talent. You're a natural composer, producer. You have it. You there's not a lot of people who have that talent." Wow. And at that time, he was. Uh, around 70 i think and i said to him your father your uncles they all became more than 90 years old are you still going to work for 25 30 years only as a demolition man or are you going to do something with your talents and then i gave him for his new year a synthesizer again uh -huh. And still that took more than three years before he touched it. And then at a certain moment, I had a, a phone call with his former drummer, Chris de Bracelier, And I said to Chris, I said, Chris, you have to help me. I have to get my father back on stage and get my father back in the studio. So I made an appointment with them. And at that moment, I think he started to realize that he needed to create music again. Mm. And then he started on the synthesizer again, another one he bought. And then uh, when Chris left, a few days later, he calls me and he says, listen, listen to what I did. So he, he created Sunny Groove, also one of the tracks on the album Music Forever. And I heard the Hammond and I heard the beat. I heard the growling on the Hammond and I said, yes, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. And two months later, we went in the studio and he restarted. And ever since he didn't stop anymore. That's He's like a get. machine creating everyday new material, new stuff and all very, very beautiful songs. But of course, if he has to record everything with real musicians, I can tell you it's a lot of money if you have mm. to pay that in studios. And he's picking out the best ones. And now we are going, now we have Big Band is back in town, which is a song already for a few years ago he recorded before he stopped. Okay. One of his last things he did. And I put it on the market because I think that's the time now because everybody is getting back into the jazzy feeling. Mm. And we have very good reactions in Belgium. Shall we have? Shall we have? A, shall we have a little listen to it? Yes. A, a little listen to some of it. Anyway, here we go.
I love it, and it's so refreshing to play uh, that kind of music on music stories uh, on an interview because you know a lot of pop artists, a lot of famous people, a lot of not so famous people. But I don't think we've ever had a, a big band sound on music stories. Yes, it's, it's recorded with a real big band. Eh? Yeah, eight drum, eight people who playing the trumpet. Uh, <laughs> it was a very big production. <laughs> it sounds it. It sounds it sounds fantastic, and that's called the big. Big Band is Back in Town by Ivan Guilini. And uh, you, I've downloaded it. You can download it in all sorts of places. So that's all available. And we'll put um, how to get hold of uh, him and his uh, fabulous music on his website. We'll put that with a text as well, which is basically ivangolini.be, which is uh, a Belgium uh, URL. So that's that's fantastic. Uh, what advice would you give to similar musicians, uh, maybe you, who are thinking about going back to it like your father did? Uh, what advice would you give to those um, people listening now? Don't expect to earn a lot of money. That's <laughs> point one. If you do it, do it by your heart and do it because you love it. And uh, don't think that you are going to be rich. There are people that get rich these days on the music, but it's really a little piece of all the big ones that get rich. So if you make music, you have to have the fun in it. You have to feel it. You have to do it because you love it. And if it works, then the money will come. Mm. Um, if you like to go performing, I think that's the best way to earn money these days. Yeah. Um, most people say that. They, they don't make any money out of downloads, etc. anymore. Um, but so they have to, t to tour and do gigs and performances and so on where they can charge tickets uh, and sell t-shirts, etc. Yeah, merchandise. Merchandise, yes. merch. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Carolina, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Please pass on our best wishes to your father, Ivan. And uh, thank you very much for talking to me on Music Stories. It's been fascinating. Thank you. Good luck with the new single out now. Big Band is back in town. Thank you very much for talking to me. Yeah, you're welcome. Tony Lloyd, creating audio and film worldwide.